Hello and welcome to another episode, a special episode of Patreon exclusive and preview of Base News Network. Today we are going to be getting into some epic tea, but first, um, it's me, Jenna Varka, aka Sophie, and I'm here with Kayo, aka Punk Revolution. Now say hi, Kayo. Hi, Katniss. Hi, Peta. Remember, Sophie, remember when we watched Hunger Games together a month ago? That was not a month. That was, How long ago was it? That was, I think that was in like either, I think that was the end of June or Jul- or mid-July when we went to Philly. Um, wow. That was, a, that was, not, that was, that was not a month ago. Well, after Sophie, after, after Sophie and I watched Hunger, the, the original Hunger Games movie together in July, Sophie and I spent a whole three months she would exclusively call me Peta, and I was exclusively call her Katniss. Yeah, and don't ask what the ship name is. Anyways, <laughs> we let's yeah. Well, the Hunger Games. We are re- let's just say this: we are reviewing the new Hunger Games film, the prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Oh. It is a epic prequel to the Hunger Games series. It takes place like. About like sixty-ish years before the events of the f- the the first uh, book slash film, so yeah, and like there hasn't been a like Hunger Games film in like about ten years, so it's a big deal, and we went to see it. Yes, and there. So this is the fifth movie, right? Yes, because Mockingjay was a two-part film so okay. yeah i didn't see mockingjay but it's a prequel so that's okay yeah mockingjay is a little bit mid and yeah it, it it's it's yeah it's not the best but um i i, like, I re- yeah i like the i really liked the first two hunger games movies yeah and that's, that's kind of what i said i think i was like you don't really like if you really want to have the fun of it you really only need to watch the first two films um, the second to do kind of, you know, explain, you know, what happens. I mean, I doubt anyone here is getting spoiled on Hunger Games because like anyone who listens to this podcast probably knows. Um, but spoiler alert in Mockingjay, basically, um, they start a, re- another second rebellion against the capital. It's very violent and... Um, there's like another like the District 13, which was supposedly like destroyed, has like an underground society, and like they kind of do like a French slash communist revolution. <laughs> um, I don't know. And uh, Katniss like overthrows President Snow, and there's all this tea and drama. I, I like how in in the the new Hunger Games movie, the prequel. The ballad yeah. of song, the ballad of songbirds and snakes. I'm sorry, that's a goofy, goofy no, name, but I love it because the Hunger Games, the ballad of songbirds and snakes, like that phrase could be the name of like a restaurant in Bushwick. <laughs> the- Either that or like a Big Thief album or something. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so yeah. Well, anyway, so I like how in in this new movie they call President Snow. They call him by his his name. Yes, Coriolanus. Coriolanus. Just call him Cornelius at this point. His name is liter. His name is literally just Coriol 
anus. <laughs> it's corial. It's it looks like it literally looks like at first glance it looks like colon anus. It looks like colon anus <laughs> <Stop>. snow. <laughs> this is what happens when you let a boy watch the Hunger Games movies. It's a it's was supposed to be a girl's secret, but just kidding. Coriolanus. How do you pronounce his name? That's right. That's how you that's how you say it. That's literally how you, you say it. You literally have to say anus. Lanus. <laughs> I anus, I suppose. Yeah, well, very mature. Um Coriolanus. <laughs> Coriolanus. Yes, yeah, so Coriolanus is the main character. Yes, yeah, so President Snow, the tyrannical, sadistic president who really hates Katniss. This is his, he's the the main character of this film. This is and his origin story. This is or, a villain origin story, essentially. And um, he is like a 18-year-old man. He looks older. You know, it's like every movie and like show nowadays, like the like actor looks way older than like how they, like he looks like 25 to me, opposed to 18, which, you know, you can usually kind of tell a difference. Anyways, he has like blonde hair. He's like Draco Malfoy, like fan art type looking guy. And yeah. Um, Hunter Schaefer plays his cousin, Tigress, Tigress, sorry, Tigress, who is like really slay and mocking Jay. She like, she's like, like a style, she was like a stylist and um, she was like, I think like something happened to her because of snow, but um she like dresses really like cool and like 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 a tiger like on her face like where's tiger face paint and stuff but hunter schaefer plays her um oh yeah that's right i forgot yeah she looks very like innocent and well she is a good person but she looks very like cutesy and kind of like she's got fashion but she hasn't like turned into the 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 fashionista she is in um Mockingjay, but anyways. Wait, she's alive in Mockingjay? Yes. Is she really old? She's really old, but she still serves. I'm going to send you a picture right now because it's like... Okay. Um, but anyway, she's in there. Every I think a lot of people went for Hunter Schaefer... And she's got, you know, she's got a little bit of screen time. It's not like a lot, but, you know, it's, you know, she slays in it. I really like Hunter Schaefer a lot. Like, I, I think, I really like her, like, the way she acts. I don't know. It feels like kind of natural to me but like in a like she's very like bubbly and kind of sweet i don't know i just really like her as a person so it was cool seeing her and also like seeing i don't know it's cool to see like trans women getting like these mainstream roles you know that aren't like necessarily like canonically trans you know well maybe maybe she is but like it's not it's not specified and that's kind of cool i feel like that that is like becoming more of a, a thing which is so awesome. basically the hunger games is better than harry potter is what we're trying to say at this point it literally is i'm sorry it actually is like i've been thinking this now we um, can finally say it out loud yeah true we can finally speak the truth well i really liked the first two hunger game movies and i i've always kind of been like a little bit lukewarm on the harry potter movies so same anyways let's just say i was ahead of the crowd on that and sophie was too so shout out to us Mm-hmm. But I will admit, though, you know, so what this movie is very ambitious, you know, it's like it is, it is. It's, a, it's two and a half hours, three parts. It's, I mean, I feel like two and a half hours is really ambitious for like 
I don't know, uh, I don't know, whatever kind of movie this is. I mean, it's a blockbuster, so I can't say I'm super surprised. Like, when I think of The Hunger Games, I think of, like, a really long movie, but... I don't know if it was as it was definitely long and I was expecting it to be long. But what I think made it feel super ambitious is just the amount of time skip like like you know what I mean? not time skips but like there's there's literally three parts, you know, of the film It feels like three film. movies combined into one it, re- it really does. It really does. Um I, I honestly like in retrospect, I enjoyed the the movie. Like it was fun to watch. Like, I actually did enjoy it too, although I will say, and this is, well, so first off, to be entirely fair to the listeners of the podcast, I did fall asleep <laughs> for a half hour, which which means I still watched about two hours of movie, so that's a lot of movie <laughs> that I absorbed. Um, and yeah, I'm like looking on Wikipedia, like the plot on Wikipedia is like 10 paragraphs. I slept through about yeah. two paragraphs of plot. Mm-hmm. But I will Did say, you I sleep? feel like... You went to the bathroom during the one of the funniest parts, too, which was... What was the part I missed? You went to the bathroom when uh, Lucy Gray, who is played by Rachel Ziegler... Um, oh, first starts singing, right? Yeah, she starts... Like, she gets reaped, you know, in the reaping, she, like, they pick her name. And she, oh. she gets on board, and, like, someone in the crowd starts, like, singing something, and then she starts singing and does a whole performance, and it's really, like, off-putting and cringe. Not because she's a bad singer. She's a great... She... Rachel Ziegler is a really talented singer. Um, she's great in West Side Story, blah, blah, blah. We know this. But um, it's just so... It just feels like fan fiction written by a Hunger Games stand, so I guess it's appropriate. But it, it felt really funny. Um, I feel like before we kind of get into the review, I want to just, we've just been like sharing our general thoughts, but I feel like we should just kind of have a spoiler warning now and also say like, I want to give, we're going to talk about the movie. So we're, we, we might spoil you. So don't, you know, be aware of that. But I, I kind of just want to give an overview of like kind of what happens. Um, and then like, I I think, well. Well, I don't know. I feel, I feel like, like we should talk about like the basics. I think we've got to talk about a little bit of the plot. I feel like the plot was just super confusing. and It's definitely I, confusing if you don't know the lore. I think it's that's actually kind of a pretty significant downside because... And I know like it kind of sounds ridiculous for someone who slept through half an hour of the movie to like complain about not being able to follow the plot because I'm sure I slept through some stuff that might have made (laughs) things make more sense later. But like I just read through the plot on Wikipedia and I'm still like, okay, there's just like so many names and like, I don't know, there's, there's things that like weren't clear to me in parts that like I was awake for, um, and I don't know, I still was enjoying it. You know, it's still, you can still enjoy movies when even when you're not able to fully follow along. But there was definitely yeah. times where like, I'm like, why did this person all of a sudden like do this to this other person? Mm-hmm. Like, let me see if I'm I can not, find an example. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I did not have this problem at all. But that is because I'm hyper familiar with the hunger games and i even know the like story of this film like what the book like the book lore like i really know the lore pretty well so for me that was not an issue um but if you aren't familiar like 
you have to at least watch one of the Hunger Games movies to like even yeah. comprehend. You should this, watch it because they're good. They are. You know good. what's kind? Of, you know what's really weird? And I th- we might have talked about this already in our first Hunger Games podcast, or maybe we didn't. But I feel like the Hunger Games, as a middle school boy, when the Hunger Games kind of started coming out, or maybe mm-hmm. I was in high—I was probably in high school. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I always. Ass- yeah. I was just—I always kind of like in my brain, like kind of com- like categorized this movie and this franchise as like girl stuff, like girl movie girl books girls like this stuff and <laughs> but upon becoming a feminist just kidding <laughs> well no that might have a part of it but but i guess but, but, uh, uh, upon actually I'm watching joking. the movie upon actually watching the movie 11 11 years after it comes out it definitely just seems very silly that it would be something that like the world would categorize that way or i would categorize that it's way it's ridiculous Give- because it's just so, it's such like a violent, like, action movie. It's like a Marvel movie. It's literally, you know? it's the only reason that it's categorized as a girl movie is because the, it's a, the main character is a girl, like a girl. And like, yeah, she's also super, like, she is not very feminine. Like, she's a tomboy. She really doesn't like feminine things at all. Um, yeah. She's a very, like boyish in a lot of ways so i think it's literally just because she's a girl and like, it's literally that it's literally yeah. that like if katniss people wrote was, it off for that yeah reason, no definitely. i i did i literally did and that, i mean it's not their it. fault like especially if you're like a boy you know what i mean like like a kid yeah you don't know any well if, and... if you see you know like and all the girls like it you know like all the girls made me read twilight and that book was not my favorite. So I thought, okay, if all the girls, if that's the taste girls have, then maybe I'm not going to like Hunger Games. Oh, my God. Uh, well, I mean, you can't that's name That's really, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's funny to me because I, like, also did not like Twilight either. And I, I well, yeah, uh, you, anyway. can, you also can't name a movie, like, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. You know what I mean? And, like, expect. That's true. Well, I guess we're no, now in true. 2023. But also, though, like, I, I... Well, I, one thing I'm wondering is, like, given that, like, it's basically, like, an uh, like a pretty violent action movie that's, like, really not very feminine at all besides the fact that the, the main character is a woman. And, like, obviously the books and movies are good. But do you think maybe, like, a part of the reason why it was, like, such a commercial success was just, like, there was, like, a, like, untapped demand or, like, taste for like this kind of yes content that woman wanted but they weren't getting because every time like a movie or a book that was like an action book written was like focused on a man yeah i think that's part of definitely part of it another big thing too i think well of course at this time like teen dystopian like genre is kind of becoming like a big thing you know like dystopian like like i there's like divergent which i never read or watched that was like a poor man's hunger <laughs> just kidding um uh, i remember hearing that and people still liked it though like they like no people just do like it, it i just think everyone it's just not like, as yeah well i think everyone just liked hunger games so much they were willing to like consume yeah. a less good copycat because that's still above yeah. average and i feel like 
I feel like the Hunger Games like was definitely like a leader and like maybe initiated a lot of the hype for this kind of genre. Um, but I, I don't know. Do you do you did you ever read The City of Ember or watch that movie? Uh, no. Okay. Well, that was kind of like a teen dystopian like book as well that I had read, and I think that was pro proto. I don't know why I need to say proto. It was before The Hunger Games. Um, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure. I feel like this is important stuff because The Hunger Games. And, like the the there was a huge like surge in like this teen dystopia media that everyone was like yeah. starting to consume in the early 2010s or whenever late 2000s or whenever and then in 2016 Donald Trump becomes president and then we actually live in a dystopia well that's funny that you say that because a lot of people made hunger games memes about when Trump became president like it literally is Cornelius, yeah. Cornus, cor- Cornelius. <laughs> no, oh. is literally Trump. Oh, he looks like Trump. So true. So he does not look like Trump. Wait, is it, what, what, what? Was there a scene in this movie when like a bomb blew up in a stadium? Yes, the the arena of the tenth Hunger Games blew up. Uh, like rebels, like like uh, district rebels. So people against the capital in rebellion like bombed the the arena for the hunger games before it happened so that was the part i felt i was asleep that was far into the movie wait really yeah no, it wasn't. well it was like okay it was like it was definitely like it was probably like about 40 ish minutes in maybe like okay so i yeah in. no i i that sounds right because i i was awake oh, for the first 20 okay. minutes Okay, and then I slept mind. half an hour. Yeah, so I'm sorry, I got confused. It's, okay. it's well, I was just saying because like I feel like this is a fun movie to nap to because there's like <laughs> random explosions, so you wake up, and then look, and then you fall back asleep, and then you sleep a little bit more. <laughs> so, anyways, very. I feel like this movie is very relevant to today. And no, I, I'm go, I'm trying to go further than that. I'm trying to say this genre like the culture predicted reality mm. but, you know? but I, yeah and i i do think though like at this point like people were kind of imagining like these dystopian realities as like becoming increasingly real and there's a lot about the hunger games in general that i've i mean it, it, like especially like the spectacle and and this this film was a kind of about how the Hunger Games became an, a spectacle rather than a simply a punishment, but like as a form of like sadistic entertainment, um, which I thought See, was really interesting. Too. That's like, an interesting concept, and I was sort of able to kind of get that, but like I feel like that also like. Like, I understand the why they did that, but I feel like the movie didn't really communicate that so well. Like, they were just kind of like, guys, we need to make sure this Hunger Game is entertaining rather than anything else or whatever. And it's just like, they didn't really explain, like, the reasoning behind that so well. Or, like, weren't they also saying that, like, Cornelius... Coriolanus Snow (laughs) was... uh, like not gonna 
get the scholarship or something like that yeah yeah that got kind of convoluted but i think like he broke some rules by like going into this sounds so ridiculous people who didn't watch it but like he broke the rules by going into the zoo like they had a zoo for the tributes for people to like look at so already kind of show like beginning to make it like a spectacle um and also like dehumanizing the the tributes anyway okay, like I'll, he went he went yeah. into the zoo with his like he's met by the way in this movie like they have tribute they have the tributes like be mentored by like cap uh pe- like students at the capitol um so this is why it was like you can see like now that you're saying it loud like as someone who hasn't read the books like when you have like yeah it's crazy like, so there's some scholarship that's on the line he's not going to get and also i'm hearing that he needs to focus on making the show entertaining rather than winning like it's just like yeah. like i understand now how these pieces kind of fall together but like when you're watching it as a noob it's like a little hard mm-hmm. you know yeah it's it's not for it, it, it's a challenge for noobs definitely that's why i recommend not watching it first <laughs> um because i think like in order to understand especially the part about the entertainment like you have to kind of have read slash watched the um first like the trilogy because what it what it really does like throughout is like show how much of a like spectacle like 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 oh yeah they explain it yeah that's right they explain that in the first movie so and like as as like a form they also they also talk about it in like the there's like a lot there's big themes about like propaganda um obviously but like during the um rebellion in the last book in the last two movies they use Katniss as like a figurehead and like they film a lot of propaganda videos using her and it's really interesting because it gets into like the you know like obviously you're rooting for the rebels but there's they've got corruption within you know their own organization and you see sort of the ugly parts of that too which is you know like teaching honestly teaching young girls about like politics and um revolutions and you know like it's kind of it's kind of a cool thing but anyway like a big theme is like entertainment propaganda and like capitalism um like it's definitely a critique on how like entertainment and capitalism like work together because like again like a lot of these tributes rely on external sponsorships to survive and in order to gain those sponsorships they have to make the public like them by like doing something like that's why that's exactly why Katniss pretends to like that she's in a relationship with PETA because that gets her sympathy and attention um it's a strategy to survive that's why you're in a relationship with me oh no <laughs> no, 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 no 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 that's not true but um <laughs> Inst- but, uh, the Instagram followers are sending donations <laughs> to our Patreon <laughs> because of uh, oh my god! Whoa, Hunger Games, mind blown. Yeah, and another thing too: some of the districts are more wealthy than others, especially District One and Two, because they are closer to the capital. They produce luxury goods and items, because um, each you know each district produces like something t- towards the economy. They they are also like they were less rebellious during the rebellion, 
So they're like favored. And what they have is they, they literally teach like children from from like very young age how to fight in the Hunger Games. They're called careers. And a lot of them uh, volunteer because fighting the Hunger Games is like an honor. Um, so because, and they, they have the wealth to, you know, do that, to, to train children <laughs> from a young age to uh, compete in these things. So there's that aspect to um, playing into it. Yeah, I th- I I think that I think that the Hunger Games is my new like Das Kapital Communist Manifesto like <laughs> because like that just blew my mind so damn hard. Wait, actually? Th- that there's a a district that produces luxury goods. Yeah. That's the closest to the capital and they get the most oh my goodness and they yeah. the politics oh. are they they get kind of they get complex. Like if you really know the lore, like you you get this you understand this stuff well. And it it becomes a lot more interesting, I think, if you understand that how the economy Donald works. Tr- Donald Trump was raised in District 1. True, or the capital rather, honestly. Or maybe even the capital. Honestly, probably the capital. Knowing yeah, him. there's a lot more like social mobility in like the. That's why you know how um one of the characters in this film, um Sejanus, you know who was like he he was like yeah. originally like not super, he wasn't from the capital. He was actually from District Two, which is one of the wealthier, um districts, and his father is super rich, so. Uh, he was able to like move to the capital, so there is like some way for like those people, like especially from people in the wealthier areas of the country, to um to get into the capital too. So yo, Bernie Sanders more, is from yeah. Bernie Bernie Sanders is from District Thirteen. <laughs> he's running. He's running the underground <laughs> resistance. Isn't that where Vermont is? Oh, are you looking at the map? I, I'm it, not sure. It probably is. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I don't know. I, I, um, I think District but, oh. 12 is supposed to be in Appalachia or Appalachia so, or Appalachia, okay. however you say it. I say Appalachia. So that's where Pete Buttigieg is from. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, like, I feel like we didn't talk much about Lucy Gray, but she definitely has like an Appalachian accent. Right, we're we're, we're going to get to her, but real quick, I really want to say that not only did they name one of the characters Coriolanus, but they also named another character High Bottom. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. I'm sorry. I laughed so hard. Like, l- stop doing your characters like this. Like, I'm, I don't know. There's something about like naming like in fantasy stuff like naming people weird names like i just can't like and it's not like they're for they're not foreign names or anything they're they're literally just like names like most of them are literally just names she like made up to sound kind of futuristic because i'm i'm pretty sure the hunger games takes place 300 years in the future um this makes me want to write a book now i want to write a i want to write a dystopian teen book now Oh my and goodness! Just name the characters just like, like, green butt. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh like my god, plutonium ass. <laughs> <laughs> There's, oh, so you know Philip C- Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. So he he was a character in the Mockingjay movie. 
and but in and in Catching Fire, but he died before they could finish it, you know. So it's that was sad, but they kind of so they kind of changed some of the plot, you know, from the book. But um, his name in the the movie is Plutarch Heavensby. <laughs> oh, I've got to. I have to write a book now. I can't <laughs> wait. Got, I I know, but isn't this stuff fun? Like, can you see like being like a 13 year old girl like how this could, would be super appealing all right that's the end of this episode's preview if you want to hear the rest of this episode get access to all of our patreon content and most importantly support our show head over to patreon.com slash news network and join us for five dollars a month we really appreciate the support thanks for listening and we shall see you next episode based news network